welcome to Moving Right Along, a Muppet Family Christmas podcast. This is the podcast where we watch a Muppet Family Christmas two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Ryan Rowe. I'm your other host, Anthony Strand. And our guest from yesterday is back. Guest, remind us who you are. Hi, I'm Stacy Rosen. I write all the podcast theme songs for toughpigs.com, and I'm an occasional contributing writer. Yes, and you are very good at writing theme songs. Thank right, you. although I... I do feel bad that, like, except for this one, right? Oh. <laughs> well, we're, we're just using "We wish you a merry Christmas" for this. True, but oh. by, by the time people hear this, Stacy will be working on the theme song for the next season of A Christmas Carol. Yeah, I can't wait. She'll be hard at work on her next, uh, her next concoction. Concoction is that a good word? Not I'm really, sure. but that's okay. <laughs> I'm sure that uh, whatever you're, and I, I don't know that this is the song you're basing it on. We haven't discussed it, but I'm sure that regardless of what. Uh, song you are homaging the the theme will feel like christmas there you whichever go. one it is the odds are it's one of the songs where someone goes christmas <laughs> <laughs> yeah that happens there's at a least lot. two of them in that that movie. happens a lot in that movie <laughs> yeah paul williams really liked that uh that hook or whatever that is he loves that he loves that christmas all right but what about this one what's this one no today we're watching uh minute seven and eight of a muppet family christmas in which two more guests arrive at the farmhouse and robin and kermit start to sing a christmas classic so we pick up with uh, kermit having just concluded his phone call with piggy and then doc is plaintively reminding ma bear that he rented this house that she has now given over to all these Muppets. Uh, then the doorbell rings. Can, can I interject? Yeah. That Doc says, those are my bedrooms when she's saying there's more <laughs> right. rooms upstairs. Which, like, <laughs> I, I have to imagine that Doc wanted to do a lot of, like, intensive inventing upstairs. Right? Oh, yeah. So he's going to use all those bedrooms as workshops. Right. He had There'd be one room for him to sleep in, one room for Sprocket to sleep in, and then every other room would be for his, his tinkering. Right. Yeah. Yeah, good point. But now uh, she's just giving them out to, other, to, to the Muppets left and right, telling everybody, like, go up the stairs, the other rooms. Yeah, so. Uh, the doorbell rings. Fozzie answers it, and it's the Swedish chef. He immediately slips on the icy patch, which I believe that brings our total to eight times the characters have slipped on the icy patch. Yes, uh, that's. I believe that's what we tracked last time. Um, but also, this is the best one in the entire special, I think. Like, uh, yeah, I probably wouldn't everywhere. argue that. Yeah, because he's yeah he's carrying the turkey to the. He has a cooking pot and, full of utensils that goes. Yeah, flying. and the utensils fly everywhere. It's great. I love yeah, it. yeah, that is good. I hope Emily has liability insurance. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, you do wonder, and of course, I mean, this is one of those like. Who cares? But why don't they do anything? Why don't they try to, to take care of that icy patch? But a little bit of salt, right? But then uh, these these things wouldn't happen, and then we'd be robbed of a great joke. So true. Yeah. Yeah. And just... in all fairness, she was not expecting more than one person and one dog. That's right. true. She told them, yeah, when they came in, and then she was on her way out. So uh, the Swedish chef explains to Fozzie. Dingus for her do gabado do gobla 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 torki, which Fozzie understands to mean that he is here to cook the Christmas turkey. And then they head to the kitchen singing Good King Wenceslas, which I really like. I love how they're both like, obviously, the Swedish chef isn't really going to sing the words, but Fozzie is also going. I love that. It's great. It's very, it's very Fozzie. 
Like, yeah, you know, uh, who knows if he even knows the words to Good King Wenceslas? Who really knows all the words to Good King Wenceslas? Maybe British people do. I didn't even know that was the words or what they were yeah. saying. Well, it's oh, the song. Is? It's the song yeah. that Bean Bunny sings when he's Christmas caroling at Scrooge's house in Christmas Carol. So, yeah, you I know, know that I. I block it's out also, <laughs> it's also one of the highlights of the second Phineas and Ferb Christmas episode. Oh, Ooh, and I do love some Phineas one. and Ferb. Well, they, uh, that. they they do, um, Buford, like, changes the lyrics to be about himself, and then Baljeet gets mad at him, and then Buford starts singing new lyrics about the historical Good King Wenceslas to prove that he knows who that is. <laughs> okay. It's great. Nice. It's wonderful. We'll have to watch that come Christmas time. Season three, I believe. Is that on Disney Plus? That sure is. Very good. How do you think the chef traveled to the farmhouse? He was not in the truck with them. He's showing up late. How'd he get there? He walked with his turkey roasting pan. All right. That's a long way. I mean, I guess we don't know where he started from, but potentially a long way to walk. Well, like we've talked, like I theorized earlier that, that Emily Bear lives in the upper Midwest, right? Your, your rural Minnesota, North Dakota area. Yeah. Uh, Swedish chef is Scandinavian man it makes total sense that he has relatives in that area yes although later we do hear that he's apart from all his family and friends at the holidays no but we know that big bird assumes that um yeah but doesn't i mean the chef doesn't dispute that point that's true that's maybe he's true. just being polite like an argument for a future episode yeah that's true it does it yeah does. We'll, we'll get, get to that again we'll yeah. get there thank you stacy <laughs> Uh, I also noticed that the chef is not wearing any kind of winter wear. He's not wearing a coat or a hat or a scarf. He's he's one of the few characters that's that's just dressed his normal way. Because again, uh, he's from Scandinavia, and this is nothing. Right again. What, weather, I, I, nothing. I, I was going to say, as a Norwegian American, born and raised <laughs> in North Dakota, who never zips my winter coat, it takes a good fifteen degrees below zero for me to zip my coat up. Sheesh. Um, I'm there. Like. I'm, I'm right there with him. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so then Gonzo is looking for Camilla when the doorbell rings again. He goes to answer it. And it's a good thing that Fozzie left the door open because Gonzo is not a live hand puppet, which means he can't turn a doorknob. But fortunately, the door is just wide open. And who is at the door? A turkey. There's something very funny. Sorry, if I can interject for a Go second. For about we see Rizzo. He says not a word, and then a few seconds later, a turkey with Rizzo's voice walks yeah. into the house. Yeah. It's true. The turkey is performed by Steve Whitmire. He does sound a lot like Rizzo. Yeah, I, I like this turkey. It's a good performance. I like the turkey. He's kind of yeah. a tough guy. This puppet, I guess, is was either altered or rebuilt with some modifications to become Beverly Plume from Muppets Now recently. Oh yeah, I guess it's so. it's really? kind of the, the same basic design. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's not wearing sunglasses. Like that's the main no, so that's true. Yeah, it might just be the same pattern that they made a new. Yeah. yeah. M- Muppet Wiki describes it as he like the, the turkey was recycled into Beverly Plume. I don't know how likely it is that it's the same puppet from 1987, but right there you go. Right. Um, but uh, we we should also note that this is the second of our three new major characters in this special. Ma Bear, yes. and now the turkey, and there's going to be one more. Yes, yes. Also, Muppet Wiki tells us that Steve Whitmire mentioned on his website last year that the character was referred to as Tom Turkey on the set of the special. But hmm. they never actually 
call him anything other than the turkey on screen. Yeah. So the turkey tells Gonzo that he was invited to the farmhouse for Christmas by some guy who spoke Swedish and was wearing a chef's hat, which makes me wonder where, like, where did they run into each other? I guess. Right. Oh, just stop for gas in the same. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, actually, somewhere (laughs) on the way to the farmhouse or, yeah, like. Right. Although this, uh, this scene, that moment has one of my favorite Dave Gold's line deliveries ever. Yeah. Which is where he says, some guy who spoke Swedish having a white chef's hat on, the turkey says, and then Gonzo goes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Listen, that guy is a chef. <laughs> the, the way that Gonzo just nods and goes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ah, it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. It's so good. It's so yeah. funny. That's funny. Yeah, and also, I ju- it just occurred to me that this also means that the turkey speaks Swedish. So, or was a able lot of to people understand. seem to speak Swedish in this uh, yeah. special. Yeah, that's true. I mean, people just kind of understand him, yeah. Right. Uh, now, Gonzo is very concerned with this turkey's well-being. He's trying to convince him to, to leave uh, because of what's going to happen to him at the hands of the chef. So I guess Gonzo is maybe just sort of generally sympathetic to poultry. Not just that, but right. this turkey can't really appreciate how logical and linear Gonzo's thinking is here. Like, he's not usually so cause and effect um, in his way of thinking, like I, the fact that he was even thinking that he wasn't like coming up with some crazy scheme himself, that he was able to be so attuned to this turkey's welfare, I thought was pretty amazing. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I mean, this is sort of that era. Like it, it, we've we've transitioned into the era of Gonzo being a little bit more mature, maybe. Right. Well, he's. I mean, he's wearing a sweater vest. Yeah, this is know? sweater <laughs> vest era Gonzo. So well, Love that's. It. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the turkey is carrying a tennis racket. We never see a tennis court at the, the house, but I guess he was just hoping that, that there would be one. Or maybe he carries a tennis racket everywhere. Or he came from the gym. Yeah, could be. Could be. Yeah, that's where he met the Swedish chef. Exactly. There you go. Okay. So he ignores Gonzo's warnings. And then at one point he, he bonks Gonzo in the nose with the tennis racket, which causes Gonzo's nose to sort of bend inward a little bit. So I guess Gonzo has some sort of armature in his nose here. Right. But then Gonzo's nose sounds plugged when he says, see you at dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Which so I think is great. It's the such turkey, a nice touch. Yeah. The turkey runs off. and uh, so, But the Gonzo's line sounds to me and has always sounded to me like, see you on dinner. Is it just me, or is it is yeah, it the, no, is it the fact that his nose sounds like it's? Yeah, I think his nose is just plugged. I've, yeah, I've never heard it as anything but "see you at dinner." See you at dinner. Yeah, but he but he says it fast, right? It's "see you yeah. at dinner." See you at dinner. Right. Yeah. So long, Bucko. <laughs> see you at dinner. It just yeah, it sounds like "see you on dinner," which doesn't really make sense in any way. So yeah, maybe it's just my ears. But anyway, uh, Rose don't even have ears. (laughs) Right. In the kitchen, the chef is upset because of all the rats and chickens around. Fozzie had previously tried to tell him that they always have rats and chickens, which is true. The Muppets always have rats and chickens just just lingering around. Right. And he's okay with that because then Kermit tells him, what does Kermit do with the rats and chickens? Right. Kermit suggests that they move them to the chef's bedroom and the chef is just... He's thrilled with this idea. Yeah, exactly. He says, oh, Bummer yeah, chicky and a ratty and a bunkska bunkska. So yeah. he, he's totally fine with this for whatever reason. 
Um, they exit the kitchen. Kermit and Robin then have this little exchange about how, wow, there's so many of them here. How nice it is that they all get together for Christmas. But Robin in his little hoodie, too cute. Yes. I th- we, we talked before about how much we love all of the Muppets winter clothing. I think Robin might take like the grand prize for that. Yeah. Because, yeah, <laughs> Robin in this little red hoodie is just, yeah. He's just my little buddy. Yeah, you know? exactly. Kermit's words really hit me uh, this time. Man, me too. Life would just pass in a blur if it weren't for times like this. It just yeah. makes me think of, you know, the past year and a half. During the pandemic, we didn't have all those same occasions that most of us, at least, didn't gather in the way that we usually do. Yeah. And isn't it true that it's such a blur? Like, I can't mm-hmm. distinguish one month of that time from the other. And I do feel like we lost time of our lives. We, we didn't get to spend yeah. Christmas with family. Christmas yeah. 2020. Yeah. And Thanksgiving. And Right, right. Yeah. And it really is true that you need those occasions to help you feel the passage of time. Otherwise, it's just boom, time has passed. Yeah, so. I when I saw this as a kid, I'm sure that line did not even register at all. But I'm sure it's it's only going to have more and more of an effect on me the older I get coming back and revisiting the special because it is, yeah, it just resonates. And then we hear this, this gentle flute starts to play and Robin sweetly sings the words jingle bells. And that's where this clip ends. But I guess that this is just going to be a very quiet, low key touching rendition of the song jingle bells. And we'll, we'll come back tomorrow to hear the rest of it. Oh, so the song Jingle Bells, uh, I, I don't know if we're doing this, but I want to do it. It's by James Lord Pierpont. Oh, yes, music please. By James Lord Pierpont, and it was published in 1857. That is an old song. I feel like we don't think of Jingle Bells as like a Victorian era song because it's American, maybe, you know, or something. Yeah. But it, like, it predates the Civil War. And I think huh. I think we feel like Jingle Bells is is no different from... you know, I'll be home for Christmas or white Christmas or something, you know, songs from the mid 20th century. But in fact, it's from the mid 19th century. Yeah, that's, that's really old. (laughs) Yeah. And there are a lot of old hymns that we sing at Christmas time, but this is not a hymn. And yet it's also very old. We don't, we don't think of this as a contemporary of like, God rest ye merry gentlemen or whatever, you know? Yeah. And that is, that is older. I'm not sure how, how old that is. I just had a weird memory of hearing a talk radio show. It was like this this sort of comedy radio talk show that I used to listen to in the 90s where they had a, a topic once for people to call in and try to decide what was the name of the horse in Jingle Bells. And, mm. and somebody suggested Juan because uh, they're riding in a Juan horse sleigh. <laughs> that's, a bad, that's a bad pun worthy of the Muppets. It is, but we'll have plenty of time to talk about Jingle Bells next time, I guess. We cause... will. So any final thoughts on these two minutes? No, I'm done. I'm t- All right, I'm very t- good. So listeners, please uh, come back tomorrow and join us. You can also find us on the internet and all the usual places, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, yeah, come back tomorrow when we will be looking at the next two minutes of Muppet Family Christmas on Moving Right Along. Bye. See you on dinner. Bye. <laughs>